listening to the Fockdown Nation Network. This episode of Robert Land has been brought to you by Terry's video blog gets cut short again. Where everyone's favorite whiner slash blogger, Terry, gets cut short again. Hey guys, um, so I got um, food poisoning again, and uh, it, this, this happens to me a lot because of... Welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, theme park phenologist. All I do. What is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Uh, it is beautiful to have you because this is a very special episode of Robert Land. We're joined by none other than Alex Hooper. You may have seen him on America's Got Talent, Comedy Central's Roast Battle. He's got a friggin' book that he just came out with called. Roast Yourself to Happiness. We have a ball with Alex Hooper. We talk all about life during the pandemic. We talk about being productive on drugs. And we, you know, Tiger Woods uh, being involved in Waterworld. Uh, him mentioned in Waterworld. Uh, I worded that shittily. I'm doing this fast. Uh, <laughs> the sound quality may be a little different for this monologue too because this is a predominantly video episode, and I'm doing this real quick because I can't find my recorder. Fun story, I know, but uh, hopefully that shit pops up. Either way, if you're uh, you know a little alarmed by this monologue audio because it's different from the crisp, usual, very leveled sound, uh, it'll come back in the interview or just anything after this. Uh, <laughs> this is recorded on my cell phone, so this is about as good as you're gonna get for now. So. I'm going to hurry this up and not give you four minutes of explanation, but whatever. I love you guys. This episode, uh, we talk about life. We talk about theme parks. So it's a perfect Robberland episode, and I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, you know, theme parks are starting to open in a lot of places. Uh, they've been open in some places almost the entire pandemic. But uh, California, it looks like Disneyland may actually be opening sometime soon. Uh, and then uh, Great America in uh, San Jose or Santa Clara, San Jose, wherever that is, the uh, former Paramount-owned Great America will be opening soon. And uh, I definitely want to check it out, man. I, I hope I still got the cootie immunities for a while. And maybe I can go up there and ride a Top Gun roller coaster and, you know, get have that feeling of a theme park again. But I hope that this show has provided that for you during all this in this crazy year you know if you get tired of hearing about all the people dying and all the you know anger and everything else going on maybe it's it's a good time to think about stuff that makes you happy like churros and you know whatever else you may prefer but uh, i'm glad to get have you guys here and to join robert land um while we have just some fun talking about theme parks talking about life uh and, and this episode is no exception. I thought I'd do something a little special and, and actually teach you some, something I've never done before, uh, another language. Uh, I've never actually taught you guys other languages on the show, but I thought today would be a first, and I might as well. Uh, so if you want to learn the word roller coaster, which is very relevant to the theme of this show, um, roller coaster in Japanese is 
Jetto Kasuda, which is pretty cool. Jetto Kasuda. That's roller coaster in Japanese. In Dutch, it is Ruchabane. That's a roller coaster in Dutch, Ruchabane. Oh, I'm going to have a strudel and ride the Ruchabane to put my balls in hot cocoa. Um, if you're still there, guys, uh, there's another language I'd like to teach you, and that is great old Espanol. But uh, roller coaster in Spanish translates to Goma Mierda Vinci Huero, um, which is what my friend told me. So it, it sounds a little bit long to be roller coaster, but yeah, if you ever want to, you know, ask someone where you're Mexico, I'll be like Goma Mierda and see what happens. Um, you may be on the ride of your life, but uh, you know, guys. I'm excited. Alex Hooper's on the program. You may have seen him on America's Got Talent. You may have seen him on uh, Comedy Central's Roast Battle. He's got his book out now, Roast Yourself to Happiness. We talk all about life, theme parks, drugs. It's a fun one. Uh, but before we get to me and Mr. Hooper, um, we've had a fella on the show numerous times, our buddy, Sketchy Eddie. Um, you know, he is an entrepreneur and uh, has gone through a lot lately and actually put out this very revealing video about his bouts with being a, a, a vaccine addict. Uh, and I know it was a very important video and it moved me to tears, quite fucking frankly. So we're going to play that video right now in the program because uh, I thought it was just, it was truly uh, touching. Um, and it's Sketchy Eddie, our friend, close friend of the Robert Land, talks about his bout with being addicted to vaccines. Uh, and then we'll get to your classic theme park minute with Zach Hillman. And then on to me and hanging with Mr. Hooper. So guys, sit back, relax, pretend you're eating a deep throat in a churro, you know, at Splash Mountain or Legoland or wherever. Uh, you're in for uh, Robberland. So enjoy this message from the uh, sketchy Eddie himself right now. This is Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. The first UK amusement park to get bumper cars was Butlin Skeekness, which is, also coincidentally, my safe word in the sex dungeon. They began importing the technology with an exclusive license in 1928, but after nearly 90 years of complaints from guests sustaining injuries during the course of the ride, the park hung up a no-bumping sign in 2011. The sign is seriously enforced and guests found guilty of using the cars for their expressed purpose are told to stop immediately. Seriously? That's like putting up a sign at SeaWorld that says, please don't fuck the sexy dolphins with their glistening blowholes and slippery skin. Bet you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> well, strap in guys, wear a strap on, whatever. Here I am with Mr. Alex Hooper! What's going on? My name's Eddie Buckler, aka Sketchy Eddie. I'm the founder of Vaccines Anonymous. I'm addicted to getting vaccinated. I couldn't believe it at first. I've never really been interested in drugs that help you. You know, it all kind of started because I used to get paid to do these clinical trials. You know, you'd make a couple hundred bucks to be a guinea pig for these different drugs they were trying out. I got paid to take all sorts of vaccines. You know, treatments for schizophrenia, eczema, 
birth control, bring it on. You know, it was a good little hustle for a while and the camaraderie was amazing. You know, I kind of met this whole crew of guys that were all in the same position. There was my homie Dale who owed a bunch of money for child support. This kind of quiet guy, side puck, who was always there. You know, a lot of times you got put in the placebo group and so you just get a little sugar pill. We were always stoked about that, you know? It's like, we're getting money to take sugar pills. We kind of had this whole crew going. We called ourselves the Placebros. At first, I didn't really experience that many side effects, but as I did more and more trials, it became a little more apparent to those around me. Yeah, my roommates at the time started calling me Red Stripes. I was always and blood. And I really enjoyed the Jamaican lager of that name. You know, they're just getting these weirder vaccines at these clinical trials. And I started getting more and more side effects. You know, it used to be I wanted to get the placebo pill, but then I kind of wanted to get the side effects. That's when I knew I had to scale it back. You know, it's kind of triggering with this whole COVID vaccine rollout. You know, back in the day, I would have been trying to travel all over the world to be a part of the clinical trials. I've heard of quite a few vaccine have you even tried to go out to Russia to get that Sputnik vaccine? I'm glad I'm out of the game now, but I do still experience some side effects from all the experimental vaccines. To this day, I can't see the color purple. When I smoke indica, it feels like a sativa and vice versa. One day I woke up and I just had a third testicle. Out of nowhere, I just really enjoyed listening to Hillary Clinton's podcast. And every now and then I get an intense craving to trade in my MacBook for a PC. I'm glad I'm over my vaccine phase though. You know, back in the day, I would have been trying to steal my Nana's identity to get the vax myself. She hasn't even got it yet. She's like a million years old. It's gonna be tough when it's my turn to get the COVID vax, cause I know they give you two shots. I know right after I get the first shot, I'm gonna be jonesing for the second. I wish they could double dose you. Coming from my experience, it just blows my mind that there'd be people that would turn down a vaccination, but to each their bone. It's been great raising awareness and finding out there's other people out there like me. You know, I still miss my glory days in the weird clinical trial office buildings, but I'm starting to realize that life hands you placebos when you least expect it. Boy, uh, it's it's great to be here um, in, in Ryan's house again. Um, we're, we're joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. Alex Hooper. Uh, how you doing, Alex? Lovely. Thanks for having me, dude. It's a pleasure to see you, man. Virtually, it you know it it, it feels uh, it just it's always like a very uh, joyous time when I when I get to see you. You know, I appreciate you like coming out and being just such a a positive dude. But you are literally one of the best roasters. Like I I mean, it's it's an amazing like dichotomy that you have. Like you're. A very nice guy but you could tear someone apart you know and um i love that <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think the the best roasters are very loving because if you're an asshole then you're just an asshole and then nobody wants to be roasted by a dick so but if you have this silliness and the fun about you then i think you get away with a lot more Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess it wouldn't work if you're just some hateful, like you could just, you could feel when it's like a guttural hate, you know, from someone and that just doesn't fly. You know, well, that's why, that's why I wear like really like crazy outfits and stuff like that. When I do it, just to like show you, like, this is meant to be fun. There's no maliciousness here, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 
I remember hearing somewhere that you were you had a book, you're writing a book, and then all of a sudden I see you, it's out, and uh, it's so awesome. So uh, you, the name of your book is Roast Yourself to Happiness, right? Correct. Yeah, we didn't yeah. tell, uh, and yeah, I didn't tell anybody I was writing a book. I just did it in in a couple of months, and then I released it uh, to the world, and now you can go buy it. So just like that, turns out you don't actually have to tell people about the projects that you're working on. You can just do them, finish them, release them. And then people go, oh, when did you do that? And be like, when none of you were paying attention, that's when. I mean, I think that this time, did you write it during the course of the pandemic? I started writing it on December 1st. So. Oh. It's been like, look, if you buy the, the copyright of the book is 2021. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. So <laughs> it was, it was, it was less than two months from idea to uh, now you can buy it. That's, that's amazing. I, 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 um, you know, I, I, I've been an Adderall guy and I'm kicking it, but was there any I don't do drugs that come from uh, pharmaceutical companies or doctors or anything like that. All my drugs are made the old fashioned way by an old hippie wearing dirty overalls, swirling chemicals in a bathtub with a broom. Like that's the only drugs I'll do. <laughs> um, but no, I just, you know, it was really like, it's a workbook. So it's not like, a, it's not like a, novel you know overall yeah. it was about probably about 50 pages typed like twenty two thousand words so i was basically just trying to do about you know about a thousand words a day and if i did that it's a 28 day workbook like program so if i just tried to get on one to two days every single time i sat down to write then I felt accomplished and I just would, so every day spend one to two hours trying to, you know, one, three hours cranking out as much as I could edit the next day and then do the next couple of days. That's awesome though, man. Uh, where can people find the book? Where can they get that book? Amazon. I mean, the oh, yeah. if you want to make it easy for yourself, hoopercomedy.com you will find it immediately on my webpage uh and then if you want to buy the book from there you can get it the kindle's only five bucks the paperback's only 18 uh you can write all over it there's places for you to do that there's journaling exercises meditations random oh, wow. quizzes like this is like you know this is a, it's supposed to be an experience you're supposed to transfer you know i'm i'm offering tips on how to live a better life by embracing your flaws. And essentially I'm teaching you how to roast everything that you hate about yourself until you just don't care anymore and are forced to love yourself. That's, that's beautiful, a, man. That's a great concept. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't even know if you knew I was here, but hey, I'm right. But yeah, this is mine. <laughs> I could hear a voice wow. of God coming in from <laughs> this, this omnipresence that was yeah. just suddenly there. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that's a that's an amazing concept because yeah, I mean, I always said that like you can't, you can never be uh, really bullied or shamed if you have no shame, right? Like, yep, hundred <laughs> percent. 
That's what yeah. I think a lot of us, like we, we look in the mirror and we go, God, I hate this. I don't like my nose. I don't like that mark on my face. What's this bump that appeared on my arm the other day? And you start to freak out and you don't actually live truthfully or become the ultimate version of yourself because you're too busy nitpicking the dumbest little things that don't actually matter. And that's right. why like, you know, it, you know, you'll hear this in, in like into the dating world all the time. People are like, it doesn't matter. You'll see some ugly fucking asshole that is just cleaning up all the time every time you see him with a new person and it's because he just has full confidence and doesn't think about well, what do I look like today is my skin a little dry is my hair messed up uh, no he just goes out there and just does his thing and you look at that person and go why, you know why don't they hate themselves more what are they doing <laughs> yeah. right and that's I hilarious I spent years hating myself. I used to hate the way I looked. And it was all it did was attract negative energy and bring me down to a depression that I didn't know how to climb out of. And then one day I stopped caring. And mainly it was because of roast battle and getting made fun of constantly week in, week out, hearing the worst things about myself that I was like, oh, as long as they're funny, I don't care how brutal these jokes are. Now right. I'm enjoying this. And now I invite people to roast me all they want. That's great, man. I, I you know, I, um, the, the best part though about the book is the fact that you can scribble somewhere you know, <laughs> for me. Uh, but you know, I, um, it's, it's funny that you talked to, you know, you'd mentioned how you don't do the pharmaceutical, you know, factory robot drugs that make you a drone. And, uh, this is like a very real thing for me that I, I, haven't, I don't really talk about too much, but, like I have had a prescription to Adderall for like seven years and um, I had a, a, a minute where I had this breakthrough where I stopped doing it just last week because um, uh, I was out of pills. Right. And, yes. uh, and it was... <laughs> And, um, you're like, I had this breakthrough. Mainly it's because I ran out of my spine. Mainly out of necessity. But, reckon yeah. with myself. Yeah. Well, so like I, you know, I, after years of doing that, like basically legal, you know, methamphetamine, like I should be hanging out in front of a Seven Eleven right now. But uh, thankfully, I mean, I feel like uh, I I had to feel something. I couldn't just go cold turkey. And so uh, I finally did THC for the first time in my 34 years of life. I never oh, wow. done. Yeah. And so it was CBD THC gummies. And, um, I'd never been like more at peace in my life. And I, you know, I've been around weed forever, you know, being a creative eccentric person. I just, I never got, I never did it. I never did it. It's I'm a weirdo. It was like my way of rebelling against all of my friends no, by I, not doing it. I'm not a, I'm not good with THC either. I don't, I'm not a big fan. You like uh, the, the alcohol. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm a big drinker, but like, I, I'm not, good with i mean i don't know if i told you last time i tried i did this like thc oil because like i i had had like cbd stuff that you like squirt into your mouth it's supposed to help with your joints and shit right and uh and <laughs> so i was having back pain and all i had was like this thc oil that i got from a gig and, <laughs> and so i was like i was like ah fuck it maybe this will help and i like squirted some of that shit into my mouth and i fucking thought i was losing my mind i, I ended oh. up like my my legs ended up stopped. They stopped working. I crawl, I had to like army crawl to the bathroom, and I thought aliens were coming to get me. Like I swear to God, I I, I thought I was gonna fucking die that day. 
Edibles are <laughs> edibles are intense. Anytime you ingest weed, it's a far different high than when you smoke it. Different cannabinoids receptors are opened up when you eat it as opposed to when you smoke it. So it's yeah. just much more intense. Yeah. So, uh, but also, I don't like smoking it either too much. I mean, like every now and then, like if I'm just if I'm just sitting, see, I get really unmotivated on on weed. So, like, uh, if, if I'm sitting watching a movie or something, then yeah, like I'll hit somebody's fucking vape pen or something like that, and like I'll chill out, eat some edibles and and you know whatever. But like if I'm yeah, if I'm but I'm, but that means I have to stay home because because it's game over if I if I smoke a joint or something like that. It's like I ain't going anywhere after that. No, I totally. I- I was that was what I was afraid of with like weed and stuff because all there's like this misconception on my end that like the only thing you get from THC is like being tired or like lazy. And um, I've I worked <laughs> taking CBD THC and I have like a manual labor job and I had energy for the most part. Like I I was way more like lubricated, is 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 the uh, word I, I yeah. like to describe. I, I'd imagine I, so. that makes sense. And, and it's I really a bunch enjoy of- working out when I'm high. Like if I smoke weed and then I go for a run, I will go so much further because for some reason my I just don't feel the pain or I don't feel that thing that says stop, stop, stop because I'm too busy being stoned and just listening to music <laughs> and just being happy that I'm outside. And so yeah. like I, I find that I can actually like push through like more workouts and things like that and also just go deeper in meditations. Like you just have to use weed properly and yeah. then and make it and make it work for you. Because I know plenty of people who are can't smoke and they like they freak out they get paranoid and i get it but if you find a way like i think you know that's the way it is with most drugs like if you find a way to make adderall really work for an as as an advantage instead of a crutch that's great it's just when we lean on something too much for its own benefit that that's when it starts to have negative effects oh totally i agree yeah and that's why i think um you know, it was a breakthrough for me not <laughs> to uh, try <laughs> CBD and THC because it was like, oh, wait, there is a way out of this because I, I felt like I was kind of trapped. And that's kind of a, a sign of like, yeah, this is too much, you know, because I I felt like there were, I, it was a crutch, you know, and I, it, I was like compensating for something I didn't need to because when I uh, I've been writing more than I have in literally eight years, like in nice. the last week. And so I felt more myself because when you when you're on adderall it's kind of like this like you get like froze you know it's like a robot brain and it's good for you know being uh you know doing just manual labor and being a robot but not like when i yeah yeah i think uh i think thc definitely just like it it kind of kicks your neurons a little bit more so you're you're more you know you know you're more receptive to like ideas and shit you know but uh but yeah yeah. isn't it I think to all of it, you know, I think you could probably work every, you know, I mean, maybe not heroin, but I think like for the most part, you know, but uh, you never know. But I, I had a, I a funny PCP is the one that probably doesn't have a lot of medical <laughs> benefits to it. If well, you're my, naked and fighting a cop, my guess is it's not really doing anything for you mentally that could be viewed as an advantage. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I don't know. I, I, it's uh it's been it's been a beautiful thing though and it really put me at peace and it's been uh nice and I wish I had gotten kind of into that like at the beginning of the pandemic that would have been beautiful but yeah. uh you know it was it was it was kind of eye opening so I don't know why I, I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like you're uh, oh yeah 
you know, you've, you've, you're an experienced dude in, in that, uh, realm you know <laughs> I've, I've, uh, yeah i mean i've done my share of drugs and my thing is like, like i don't rail like against prescription drugs like i know they help people a lot it's just mainly the ones that people get so addicted to and they're not actually a solution to anything it's just an endless cycle for the doctors to make money for the pharmaceutical company to make money oh, yeah yeah and, and honestly and pardon me like I understand when people say they need their drugs. They need them, right? My my little sister is one person. She says she if it wasn't for drugs, her like she would be dead. And part of me like understands that, but there's another part of me who used to take prescription pills who just thinks like, okay, what about 75 years ago when these didn't exist? So, if now if if everyone is saying I need to be medicated, I need to be medicated, for the entire history of humanity, we were not medicated by prescription pills, yet people found a way to survive and to thrive and to live their lives. So when somebody says there's absolutely no way I could function without this medication, part of me just thinks that's, depending on the situation, obviously, but it's a limiting belief. You know, and I think yeah. we can't we can find ways just to, to survive and still be happy without these things. It just takes more work. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, I, you know, I am um, I'm excited to for stand up to open back up, you know, in, in California. <laughs> I mean, are we all right? Uh, we're all waiting. But for me, it's just exciting because I haven't done a show like sober ever. You know, I think once. I got up without like being blasted. But I remember going up and doing the Chatterbox, a, a local favorite in in the LA uh, region. Kavina, uh, yeah, represent dog. Yeah, um, I'm from there. They have, they have good cheesy bread at North Virginia. <laughs> did Check did it I out. ever tell you that there was like a? It, it never really became a thing, but there was like a slight beef between you know the Silver oh, Dollar and and, and Chatterbox. And, uh, you and yeah. Steve are, are big well, dogs, and the the um, well, it came back SGV. to me, it came back to me that somebody was saying I was encroaching on their SGV territory. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's hilarious, though. Um, but uh, I I remember I I had some fun sets there, but I remember like there was a period where I was just like so blasted that I, I couldn't find myself and one time i was just brutally honest with myself and the audience and it got like the biggest response but it was exactly what i said earlier where i was like oh i went up there i'm like well guys i just quit pills and it feels good this is my first set without doing pills and everyone like had this applause it yeah. was i didn't ask for it i didn't they just applauded yeah, like yeah. this is nice <laughs> people really I, applaud when you're sober but then i was like they oh yeah, yeah, but I was like, that's what I would say if I wasn't a piece of shit. It's completely high right now. It got like the <laughs> biggest laugh ever. But like that too, just like those moments of kind of recognizing yourself and being honest. It's like, it, it's um, it's exciting for me to sort of have those breakthroughs and stuff. Because definitely, yeah, yeah. In so I can't way, wait. In the same way that, that sober people get that clap, if you go, yeah, I've been sober for six years and everybody claps, I basically make audiences applaud for me for being a successful drug user for 21 years. <laughs> yes. I mean, when, I'm like, hey, I, no one's I, giving I, me a chip, but I deserve one because I've totally. never been late to work. I show up on time <laughs> everywhere I go. I don't miss shows. I barely stumble over words. And I do drugs pretty much every day of my life. So <laughs> if anything, come to my meeting and I will teach you how to do that yeah I'm, I'm yeah I, it was so funny because i was explaining to 
you know, when I started doing TikTok during the pandemic, like I took a month off of like booze and drugs, like in a, like in fucking I think April. I decided I was like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do a sober month and just skateboard like every day. So I just doing that. I was doing that, go to the skate park, trying to trying to skate again. And I the only TikTok that got the most uh, fucking likes and views was this one I put 12 days sober at the skate park, and then everyone, <laughs> it, buddy, keep going. I'm like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. I'm going right back to the bottle when I'm done with this 30 days, man. This is just- <laughs> no, that just says how people view you, though. They're like. Finally, Ryan's getting help. I didn't know. <laughs> no. Oh my God, it's so good that you figured it out on your own, Ryan. We're so tough. I know, dude. It was pretty fucking. I was like, uh, does everyone really think I'm that much of a fucking like piece of that's shit, degenerate? You know, I don't know, dude. That's honestly, but that's why I feel the need to like be so productive and always be out like doing things and like, completing projects. Yeah. Is because if I wasn't, then people would be like, God, that guy's just like a lazy like. You know, what? Whatever, whatever they want to say about me but the fact is i work just i work way harder than i party it just happens that i work so hard that when i party so hard people are like man that guy really goes to town (laughs) and it's like but you didn't see these all the work that i just did like you see an end result but you don't see i i it's to me it's binging and purging right the binge is me doing all the work and the purge is going to a music festival for four days filling myself up with powders and weird funguses and things like that and just dancing till I fucking get it all out of me and then I just start the process all over again and that has worked for me very well for the past 10 years yeah I mean that's great you got you got a whole totally get it I'm with it yeah I mean I mean you wrote a book in a month so (laughs) (laughs) nothing with anything else um COVID while smoking weed every single day. Don't tell me your excuses. I can give you excuses. The point is nobody wants to hear them. You know, anytime somebody t- says, oh, I can't do something because I almost, I just want to be like, I, I don't want to hear the rest of it because you're oh, giving yeah. yourself a reason. And I bet I could find a way out of it, but the problem is you don't want to find a way out of it. So I don't yeah. make excuses. I either do something or I don't. And if I don't do it, it's because I didn't do it. I don't say it's because of this, this, this. I just didn't do the thing. And yeah. I just think it's, you know, it's accountability. Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people really, they do it because they don't, yeah, they don't want, they don't want to be accountable for their own fucking behavior, you know? They, they like to blame everything else because they're like, well, I think I'm such a good person that, like, these are, these are the things keeping me from doing it because I don't want to, want to admit that it's, like, my fault, you know, that these are all my, it's just, it's so fucking, it's kind of gross. Like, I, I can't stand being around people like that. It's not even, oh, yeah. like, I don't even consider it, like, like I, I'd say uh, gross is a strong word for it. I just feel like, I just wish that, like, they would start taking their life into their own hands. And yeah. that's the biggest thing for me is just, like, look, there's a million reasons why we shouldn't be doing the things that we're doing. And we could come up with them all day and just keep listing them. But in the end, like, if you want to do something, it is completely in your power whether or not you're going to do it. So yeah. I just think, like, you know, it's, again, it's one of the reasons I wrote a book like this is because I've learned all these little tips and tools over the years of doing my podcast, reading self-help books, and just genuinely figuring out a way to have fun all the time and be happy. And so I just put all these things in there. And yeah, a big one is just getting, It's you got to get over your own bullshit. You got to figure out what's holding you back and get rid of it so you can really push yourself forward to a place where you want to be. 
Oh yeah, we can all be our own like Tony Robbins. You know, we've all got it in ourselves to have giant hands and teeth and uh, make it <laughs> millions of dollars. But you know, I uh, I it, it's funny because staying happy, I think, or finding like like cause you talk about having COVID, and I'm glad you're all right. I had COVID as well, and I remember the 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 first day that I had it, I had fainted because I I had so Whoa. much anxiety. I had so much anxiety. From, from having it because you know I, I live with my folks right now so and I, I work in public but I've been very careful to not let that happen but you know it's so fast the way it spreads and you know my aunt had gotten it and then it was just like wildfire and all of a sudden everyone had it and so uh, the anxiety and just feeling you know sick like oh shit I'm this elusive coronavirus I've heard about for 10 months and I find and I have it and so I fainted and then um uh, I, you know, I remember re- quickly realizing after that, that like finding my inner Zen is just the way I'm going to get through this. Cause you hear all these people talking about how, <laughs> um, you know, how you can turn into a dog. No, I forgot. Are you going to kill that dog or me? Sounds like a cute dog though. It's my pug. It's one, it's one of my pugs. Oh Yeah. He, gets oh, used to, he, he pretty much is used to me doing podcasts and, and Zoom shows and things like that all day. But sometimes something happens and he just gets annoyed that he's not invited to the party. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can bring him on if you want. They're, I love pugs. Like I love them because they remind me of Bernie Mac and they're adorable. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, um, you know, it's, it's funny that you, uh, you, you, you know, you said that, though, finding I think staying happy during all this, like finding your kind of zen like there's still stuff you can do because all these podcasts the stuff we hear about is like the lockdown the shutdown all of the like just negative shit it's like dude like you know think about a thousand years ago we had so much less and people were happy and living and like there's it's amazing that we have like netflix it's amazing that we have all the shit that you know even like you know 100 years ago you didn't have net you know to... Dude, this is the greatest time to ever be alive. This is, I know. There is that is indisputable. Like that is, we have better, we have better food, we have better health care, we have more access to information. We have this is by far and away the greatest time in the history of time to be alive. And if you don't recognize that and you're still like, and you're still finding things to complain about and all that, like you just, you got to find a way to flip the script a little bit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> well, I think like the fact that we don't have to uh, look for porno passwords anymore is a good thing. Uh, that's the, <laughs> We're not in the woods looking for like weird shallow graves of porn. Yeah, dude, isn't that so funny? Like everyone, I mean, I I know there's like, there's plenty of bits about this, right? But like, I was talking to my friend about this, like no one's, like no one in our, in this this new generation is going to have to like go through like finding porn in a gutter. Yeah, it was a task. Um, (laughs) Or in a dumpster or something. It was always somewhere in the woods or something like that. When people say porn is dangerous for kids, it's like, I used to climb 40 feet to a tree (laughs) so I could look at a hustler that I stole from someone else. Dad had their cum stains in the pictures. Don't talk to me about kids looking at things on the like. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might be getting some bad practices, and they might be figuring out all the wrong ways you're supposed to have sex with somebody. But I mean, still, 
it's still safer in the end. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I've been so. saying, well, yeah, I guess in the safety of your own home, but, I, I've been saying, <laughs> but yeah, like it can be dangerous. Like, you know, the first time you're introduced is like double fisting anal or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, a starter it's uh, a good, pack. It's kind of like, you know, that, you know, that's what my grandmother taught me. She said, Alex, when you go on a date with a woman, they're going to want two things. Flower and double thistle anal, and that's all <laughs> you have to do to get a ring on that finger. <laughs> if you like, you got a double fisted, put a ring on it. I, uh, just, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the Destiny's Child, uh, uh, so you know, and and, and fisting and anal and all yeah. that. No, um, but you know, finding happiness is really important, I think, right now. And uh, I, I just heard that actually, you know, speaking of the theme of the show uh theme parks we're gonna shovel this shit in here uh -oh. uh oh yeah oh yeah that's what this podcast <laughs> yeah well is. it's about life and theme parks well so we I, I i completely hide i forgot to change the logo too so i completely hijacked your fucking video oh, stream with dude. my podcast logo this, this oh, I, wasn't sure. I thought i might be doing a different podcast or something you know it's it's all my equipment so like all my shit is still like it's all fucking pre it's all pre pre uh put on the fucking right. thing so yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's punk rock, dude. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, uh, it's, it's all state of mind. You know what I'm saying? No, the Robert Land. So this is Robert uh, Land. Brought it to is you. Robert Land. Robert Land brought to you by Hit the Mics. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, of the an Angels of L.A. Now, um, so the uh, Great America is opening in, in Northern California. That's like a Six Flags type theme park. And uh, for a while, they're owned by like uh, I think no Sony Paramount owned it. Paramount Great America, and they had like a chain of those. Um, and I, th it's weird because they have rides that like I never thought uh, would have a like a movie based ride. Like they have Face Off the ride. <laughs> they have right, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's when I, uh, it's when I when I was standing in line for Schindler's List, the ride. I was just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize yeah, this water park experience anymore. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what we, do I do? Just turn on the shower? Great. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> well, you worked at Universal Studios for, for, for eleven over eleven years. <laughs> oh my gosh! And and we talked about that before on the pod, but I didn't get a chance to talk too much about. Um, uh, some of the older attractions, because you, w when you moved out here, that was about eleven years ago, right? Eleven, twelve. Years I moved ago. out here at the at the. I, I, I moved out here at the very end of two thousand eight. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So did you did you start working there shortly after that? Was that pretty soon after? Yeah, that? I, yeah. I, I moved here on October twenty second, and I got that job in the first week of December. Oh dang! Okay, yeah. And I so, held it, all, and I held it all the way till March fourteenth of twenty twenty. Oh man, that's crazy. You know, the, the thing that I really loved about Universal Studios was like sort of like the old stuff that was hokey that like somehow stood around for forever. Like, I don't know if Backdraft was still there. No, uh, Backdraft got taken out about seven years ago, maybe. It was still there when I got there though. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, that, that's, I loved that because it was so mind blowing when I was a kid. It felt like, I remember being scared. I remember thinking like, oh shit, we're going to burn to yeah, death. Yeah, those fireballs are for, for real. Yeah. My, yeah. my dad is going to look like my penis after uh, those <laughs> porno websites, you know? <laughs> um, no, I remember, uh, I remember one time, uh, yeah, going in there and like 
legitimately thinking like every actually no every time I went in there it felt like there was something that could go wrong and I love that element about it I kind of like it when shit's a little creaky and it, it, that danger element makes it a little bit more exciting <laughs> to me true, yeah. you know <laughs> same reason Definitely. why you carnival rides yeah oh yeah yeah because carnival rides you're not going on them for the smooth ride <laughs> no. you're going, oh, no. dude, you're, going you're going on their zipper yeah dude the zipper oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you're staring at that That's one loose I'm sorry, never you're staring. We should never allowed to do that. We should no, never no, been allowed no. to go on that ride. <laughs> no, and you're staring at that one loose bolt. Like you're like, we're all. It's all gonna be over in fucking seconds. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, god. Yeah, that's. I mean, but that's that's the that's the beauty of theme parks. I think is the fact that like there is there's those elements of just danger that make make it fun. Some of those older attractions always kind of felt dangerous because I'm like, is this should this still be here? Should this be standing? Um, but uh, Waterworld somehow, you know, it was a bomb when it came out 26 years ago, but it's still a, a major attraction at Universal Studios, and I love it. It's great. You can see the latest, you know, CSI cast member or, or whomever, but like, yeah, well, um, cast member is a little bit of a push. That, they were, a little bit of they push. were an extra one time, and, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's like when I met the Green Ranger's brother. I met the Green. I stood in line for two fucking hours as a kid to meet the Green Ranger's brother in uh, in West Covina. And let me tell you, uh, that guy's penis was probably pretty like ladies were all of them because he looked kind of like Jason from from uh, yeah from the Power Rangers. But it's just hilarious. Um, I, I I love the fact that Waterworld is like still there. I heard there was plans to kind of morph that into more of the Harry Potter world, but you know it's all kind of hearsay stuff. But yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they're never gonna take that thing down. I mean, I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't. I want a Dennis Hopper impersonator to always have a job. You know, like <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember um, when, so like I used to like uh, our a break room is right behind Waterworld for the uh -huh. for the front gate where I worked, and so I used to have to listen to Waterworld all the time. And I remember very specifically, there's an opening line where uh, the deacon comes out and he hits a golf ball, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Tiger Woods," and everybody goes, "Eh." When Tiger Woods got in his accident and gotten got caught philandering, they stopped saying that line for like six months or something like that and then wow. i don't know what the decision was to bring it back but i remember a very clear day where i was like oh saying tiger woods again and i bet it was like somebody at top was just like listen who hasn't cheated on their wife come on guys <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i don't know i love that stuff though i um yeah, like, I mean, before even my time, there was, like, an A-Team show, and there was a Conan show that looked amazing. But uh, there's something about Universal Studios that always is, like, a, I have a, a fond place in my heart, like, growing up loving movies. The fact that you can kind of, you know, you feel, especially as a kid, I, it, they could literally tell you that that was the set of Jurassic Park, and I'd believe it, you know, even though oh, it shot. Oh, for sure. Why? And that's one thing that, like, you know, working in a theme park, obviously, you lose all the magic. And I'm an adult. I'm 35 years old. I understand how things work. But when I would watch a kid go, we're going on the biggest ride. Ah! I was like, that's what it's for. Like, that's why this place exists, because there are those people that cannot fucking believe they are about to enter a world where movies are actually made and you're going to be a part of this experience 
Yeah, I mean, and and there's been plenty of movies that actually been shot there. Like, uh, obviously, Phantom of the Opera, a hundred million years ago, was shot there, and I that was burnt down, right? I think the studio. The, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was one of the like old studios, but it they said it was haunted, and I think that fire. Was the fire in 08? Was that when you got, was that before you got there? Yeah, the fire was, yeah, was in 08. It was like six months before I got there, essentially. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow, the smoke was like still settling on that. I, did they like lose movies in that? I don't even remember what exactly happened. Like, cause I don't know what the fuck's back there. I don't know if that's I don't where. Think, the, I don't think it actually no affected <laughs> much production or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, but, well, so did yeah, they put that? I, did they put that fire department before or after that fire? Right? Because now they have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was there before. That means that, like, yeah, it's like it was probably by earthquake insurance as your house is collapsing on itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was there. I think you know. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's such a huge place. I mean, the fact is, I mean, like you know, thirty thousand people are going to that theme park, and then you have all the employees, then you have all the productions happening in the back. You need some sort of fire department. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. I mean, the all the major theme parks have like fire department, police. It's kind of crazy. Uh, there's yeah, they operate as like their own cities. Yeah. Yeah. Little cities. Yeah. You know? But um, very much so. Yeah, definitely, man. And it's, it's, uh, you know, when I first had you on the pod, it was very early on. The podcast wasn't even out yet when I had recorded it. And, um, it's funny cause I had like, I was going hard. I had 20 episodes pre pandemic, like recorded. And it was kind of, I, for a minute, I felt weird. Like, Oh, I'm just putting out this thing about theme parks in the middle of the pandemic. But, um, I kind of found some like joy in the fact that like, when I when people would tell me, "Hey, this took me out of like what's going on right now," um, it, you know, it, it may be a nostalgic <laughs> podcast, uh, you know, in California at least, Florida. They don't give a fuck. They've been open, you know. Oh, I know. All the time, yeah. uh, but uh, in true Florida fashion. But something about that kind of make, makes me happy because sometimes I felt like, am I being obnoxious putting out something that's like? But uh, it, it kind of it, it's nice to sort of take you away from all the. The craziness and, and, well, dude, and uh, that's, that's my style yeah. of comedy. My what I've always wanted to do is I don't talk about topical things and because all I want to do is be a break from whatever reality you're living with and dealing with. I want you to come to my show and forget about all of it and just enter this really silly magical play world for a little while where you forget about all the bullshit that you have to deal with as soon as you walk out of that club again. And I think by breaking people out of their reality and not making them think about their problems, then that's the highest level I can do my job is to completely let you forget about whatever's happening in your life and just enter another world for a little while. I know. I love, that's my favorite kind of art, man. I love kind of just, you know, to sound like a pretentious Pete here, but I just <laughs> love that. I love the escapism and, you know, um, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. But, you know, last time I'd had you on the pod, I did some uh, faux roast battle jokes. Cause you know, you, you yourself are, are a professional roaster. You have a book now, even a, you know, Multinational television. I don't know if that's what you call it. <laughs> International yeah, television. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. Um, so uh, that sounds like it was from the T2 show at a uh, fucking Universal, where it was like, Welcome to Multinational you... Television Network. Please divert your <laughs> eyes to the screen. 
I love that they just described like you know the internet. Like yeah, yeah. one day you'll be able to something in Brazil. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, yeah. But uh, play yeah. Mortal Kombat with a kid in Japan, like in fucking a uh, cable guy. When he's, oh yeah, <laughs> when he's yeah. Doing right. that. Yeah. And people are doing you can that. Learn the facts of life. I love Cable Guy. I um, yeah, but I I had a couple of roast jokes to Rumbaya this time because I, I feel like uh, I feel like I've kind of brushed up on my my roast material. This isn't a, a faux roast battle, but just a couple roast ideas I had. Um, are these, so are can, these jokes about me? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. uh, but. But uh, you may appreciate these. Uh, okay. I'm sure I will. Uh, I mean, I, I just want to get your critique as a professional here. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's 2021. When are you going to change your name to Arnold Schwarzenegger African American? Approve. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, uh, the next one, this is this is for celebrities. If I ever get to that point of uh, getting face-to-face with some major celebrities like these two. Uh, um, hey, did anyone see that show on TLC, My 2,000-Pound Sisters? Uh, as a Star Wars fan, I'm disappointed that no one told me about Jabba the Hutt's spinoff show. You fat slobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might want, to for, might want to work for a better twist in that one. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, kind of saw that one coming as soon as you said Star Wars. Uh, but I, mean, I do like the bluntness of just saying you fat slob at the end of a joke. <laughs> I appreciate you just sticking right to them. It was, I mean, yeah, I'm actually being. Uh, it's there's there's a deeper meaning there. I'm t- uh, <laughs> I really mean save the whales. That's what I mean. No, um, that's what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's always a, a ball having someone like yourself uh, on the show because I feel like you give out those uh, those fuck yeah vibes. What we say around here, our, our friend Evan Cassidy preaches. Oh, I know the- Evan. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, dude. So we we. Uh, we we, I think you you definitely are are uh, one with the nation uh, and those positive vibes, and I love that. Um, but I I wanted to uh, show you something that I don't know if, if you guys have seen. We'll go to that clip of uh, this is a amusement park in China that I saw that uh, was pretty mind blowing. But it's um it's called the uh, I think it's the flying blowing kisses. I don't um okay. I think that's I think that's actually the name. It's like something very Whoa. like yeah, but it's pretty incredible. Um, and we'll, we'll show you a clip of this. Uh, yeah, I'm so curious as to what it does. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Um, so if, if anyone looks on YouTube, there's a video of it. But uh, oh no, I gotta change the fucking. Uh oh. Nope, it's plugged in. No, we're good. Hold on. Please hold. There we go. So yeah, we're watching a video of these giant statues that someone made that are like that rotate and uh, kind of mock. Oh wow! Like kiss while there's people on like a platform on it. It's so high. It's like one of the highest. It's technically the tallest theme park in the world. But That's so uh, cool. it's music then, right? I'm gonna yeah, it. yeah. No, it's just music, but um. <clears throat> Yeah, I was really blown away by this. I, I, I mean, I don't know how fun that is just to stand up there, but it, it's that looks cool. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I imagine it's like a Ferris wheel where it's not actually like fun, like and thrilling, but it's just gorgeous to be up there. Yeah, yeah, oh, that would. T- I don't know. That's a, that. That looks a little too high for me. I'd be fucking scared. <laughs> yeah, well, I I thought this was really beautiful and uh, you know kind of something very uh, tranquil and sort of peaceful. So if you guys look up flying, flying kiss mushroom tip i don't know um it's a it's a panda express uh uh meal these days no uh, <laughs> but uh alex you're 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 a mensch man i appreciate you uh coming back to robert land and uh it's always great to talk to you and uh you know keep keep doing what you do and i, I um you know soon hopefully we'll all uh be kumbayaing together on Jurassic Park the ride. Yes. So. Goddamn right, dude. Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah. Jurassic World, that's yeah. right. Jurassic where, where World can, the ride. Where can the folks find you, Mr. Alex Hooper? Hooper Comedy. Uh, HooperComedy.com at Hooper Hair Pop on all social media. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. Just go to my website and you can find channels to every single other thing that I do, including my podcast, my comedy special, my album, my book, and all that shit. So, yeah. well, and guys, you want to keep up because if Alex can write a, a book in a month, I mean, man, you're going to have like the Godfather series coming up. I, you mean, know, who knows? I, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm going to figure something out. And whatever it is, it will be something ridiculous and silly and really fun. And and that's why we love you, man. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. And uh, uh, thank you, Ryan, for uh, co-hosting with me again. Well, yeah, you're welcome. I, I got free advertisement on your uh, on your podcast this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Heck, yeah. So Hit the Mics with Ryan D. Available every uh, Friday or Thursday live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Twitch. Heck, yeah. All right, guys. Au revoir, everyone. Stay safe. Bye, everybody. Bye, yeah. Good to see you. Bye. See thank you, you Alex. Heck yeah. Fun times. Sticky and so sweet